Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Welcome to Calvary Chapel. Glad you're here this morning. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 14, starting a new chapter message titled reserved have you ever had reservations to eat somewhere i'm not talking about reservations that you made to eat at a place but rather reservations about going somewhere that you've been invited it's like uh i think it was brian regan who, who said uh you know if you have second thoughts about plans you've made to stay in a native american community it's a reservation 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 I don't know. Anyway, no, I, Shannon and I were, we were doing adoption training one time, and at the adoption training, we, we were talking, this lady was kind of going through cultural differences, you know, because you bring in kids, and they have different you know, culture, different traditions, things like that, and sometimes it can be culture shock to them. And she was saying that she experienced some culture shock when her and her husband got married, because the first year they got married, they went to her house, her parents' house for, for Thanksgiving dinner. And they have traditions where, you know, you dress up nice, you wear a tie, the men wear ties, the women wear dresses, they're, you know, real formal. They always make a salad that they, they got off of Pinterest or YouTube or something, like some fancy salad that they all bring. And, and they're kind of judged by their salad, you know, texture, taste, presentation, all that stuff. And, and, and then they sit at the table, it's very formal. The dad would stand up and, and offer the Thanksgiving prayer and then cut the turkey himself right there in front of him. He'd cut the turkey and serve it to each person. As they, and, and then they would all say what they were thankful for. Very formal, very structured, very that type of thing. And anyway, so the next year they went to his parents' house. Now, he kind of put some jeans on and a t-shirt and she's like, honey, this is Thanksgiving. You got it. You need to dress different. And he's like, no, I'm fine. My family's different. She's like, whatever, you know? So she got her dress on and she got her salad she made and she brought it and she got there and everybody was in sweats and jeans. And and then they, they had their Thanksgiving stuff just kind of set out on a, on like an Island in the living room or in the kitchen. And Everybody served up their plate on paper plates and then went into the, the living room and sat down to watch football. And she was like, what? You know, and so, and, and you know, nobody touched her weird salad. Like they just left it alone. And she was so offended. But then she said, after five years of being married and adopting some kids, she says, I looked forward to the, the years that we would go to his parents' house because the pressure was off, right? You know, and, and so there's differences in cultures. And we think about the difference of culture that we have from, of course, the culture of the first century, and it's very different. But I think that we make a huge mistake if we think that Jesus was somehow a product of his culture. That Jesus was somehow, you know, we have to understand first century to really understand who Jesus was. Because even in their own admission, no one ever spoke like this man spoke. No one was ever like him. And he was, he was absolutely separate from his culture or any other culture. And so as we look at this, Jesus will talk about the differences between the culture of the kingdom of God versus 
the culture of his day or our day or any other day. And so if you're able, will you stand with me? Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14 is where we find ourselves. And starting out in, in verse 1. Now it happened as he, Jesus, went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath, that they watched him closely. And behold, there was a certain man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus answering spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? But they kept silent, and he took him and healed him and let him go. Then he answered them, saying, Which of you, having a donkey or an ox that has fallen into a pit, will not immediately pull him out on the Sabbath day? And they could not answer him regarding these things, so he told a parable to those who were invited. And he noted how they had chose the, they, they chose the best places, and saying to them, When you are invited by anyone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in the best place, lest one more honorable than you be invited by him. And he who invited you and him come and say to you, Give place to this man. And then you begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down in the lowest place, so that when he who invited you comes, he may say to you, friend, go up higher. Then you will have glory in the presence of those who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he also said to him who invited him, when you give a dinner or a supper, do not ask your friends, your brothers, your relatives, nor rich neighbors, lest they also invite you back and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you shall be repaid at the resurrection of the just. And Father, we just lift this passage before you and the verses we're going to be looking at today, and I pray that you would help us, Lord, to see in our own context, in our own lives, Lord, how we can put these things into practice, Lord, how we can apply them to our lives, Lord. And I just ask, Father, that you would just give us grace, Lord, in your word, Father, to, to speak to us in, in the place, in the, in the heart that we have, Lord, that you would humble us, Lord, that you would strengthen us, that you would make us more and more like you as we serve you and as we look to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So last week we looked at Jesus being the narrow gate that people are saved by. You know, he's the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through him. And of course, Jesus has been talking to us as we've been going through these last couple of chapters a lot about salvation, a lot about the heart that we have as, as people and moving forward in our life to rather live for the next life, to live for eternity rather than putting all of our eggs in the basket of the here and now. And so Jesus is invited to the house of a Pharisee, and this would be the third invitation that Jesus accepts in the Gospel of Luke, and the, and the final invitation that he accepts in the Gospel of Luke, by a Pharisee to come eat dinner at their house. And you'd think that they would learn by now. You know, Jesus is not real nice when he goes and eats at a Pharisee's house. In fact, he's called them names. He's, he called them hypocrites. And, you know, in what, at one point, the scribes were saying, well, Jesus, you're offending us as well by the things you're saying. He's like, oh, yeah, and you lawyers too. You know, and, that's, and he starts to go off on them. And so you'd think that they'd be like, okay, whatever you do, do not invite Jesus to dinner. You know, then we should have some reservations about that. But they don't. And so they invite Jesus to dinner, and I think that probably the reason that they did is because they wanted to do a sting operation. 
This wasn't so much about inviting Jesus to dinner and being hospitable to the itinerant rabbi, nomad guy who walks around with all these followers, but rather let's catch him and let's stop him at doing the things that he's been doing. And so it says, verse 1, Now it happened as he went into the house of one of the rulers of the Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath, that they watched him closely. This, this word, watched him closely, means to surveil someone. It means to, like FBI agent, watching the guy. When you hear the word, then, then you know, we'll all jump in. You know, we'll all, you know, attack him. We'll get, you know, get him. And that's kind of the idea here. They invite him. And, and then, of course, they're watching him closely, keeping an eye on him, hoping he, to find fault in him. That's the point. Verse 2, And behold, there was a certain man before him who had dropsy. And so they invited this diseased guy, apparently, or maybe he just came and was there. Maybe he wasn't invited to dinner, but whatever the case is, here's a guy who has dropsy, and they happen to put him right in front of Jesus. And that's like putting, you know, pills in front of a drug addict, you know. <laughs> you, can't just put pill, you can't just put this guy in front of Jesus and not expect him to do something about it. He's not going to let that go, right? And so they put this guy in, and dropsy is, uh, pretend, it means just to, to be filled with water. That's what this word means in the, in the Greek. So he probably had hydrocephalus or edema of some kind. Oftentimes, you know, if you have kidney problems, maybe it was terminal. He had some sort of problem, and, and so he's swelling up with this water retention in his body. And Jesus sees him, and he's always looking for the person with the greatest need. And that's what Jesus is always attentive towards. And so they, they put him in front of Jesus. And Jesus, verse 3, answering, spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? So these, the, the, the lawyers, these guys were the scribes, or the one, they were experts in the, in the Jewish law, in the Torah, and then the Pharisees were a sect of Jewish people who did their best to keep the laws. They were, they were very conservative in the things that they believed and the way that they lived their lives. And so they were, they were the ultra-conservatives, and the scribes were as well. And, and so he asked them this question, what, what are your thoughts? You know? and, and, and actually, he doesn't answer the question. It says, ask them a question. It says he answered them. He answered the question that they weren't asking. Have you ever had the Holy Spirit do that to you? Answer the question you weren't asking or ready to ask? He, he reads their thoughts. He knows exactly what they're thinking. And, and Jesus, Jesus knew that they believed that it was unlawful to heal on the Sabbath day. That was very clear when Jesus was in the synagogue. A woman there with a spirit of infirmity bent over 18 long years, a daughter of Abraham. And when he healed her, the man, the leader of the synagogue, got up and said, you know, Six days we work. Come on one of those days and be healed, but not on the Sabbath day. And of course, Jesus rebuked him. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.